Welcome to Thinking Hard or Hardly Thinking with your host, Aaron Marks, a podcast about taking a high-level view of the dilemmas that stimulate and inspire us to find our place in the world. Now, Thinking Hard or Hardly Thinking. How do you decide how hard to work, how aggressively to push toward your goals, what projects to start at what times? Are the results of these decisions in your hands at all, or do they spring from an intricate and ever-shifting collaborative dance with the universe? Where do you look to know what to pursue? Is it the needs of the market, your friends, trusted coaches and advisors, trendy industry leaders, your own intuition? Is success in business or creative endeavors a matter of our own free will? Or are there barriers against which we will inevitably become stuck if we push too hard, ignoring the flow of the universe, source, God, whatever you want to call it? When someone honestly tells you they are wildly successful, are they ever really able to tell you why? Or did they instinctively nail that delicate give and take between personal effort and gentle yielding to the essence of all that is? Can anyone who truly finds this balance ever completely communicate its recipe? Does yielding to the flow of life, the universe, and everything guarantee one's material success? Or do we need to be prepared to push through resistance? How do we even know the right impulse at the right time? We'll be exploring this and more today on Thinking Hard or Hardly Thinking. Today's episode is brought to you by Clearly Simple Business Consulting. If you are an entrepreneur or business owner who is stimulated by this discussion, you may very well find Clearly Simple to be a good fit. We connect with business people driven by a deep purpose, curiosity, and passion for providing their service to the world, and frustrated by the task of capturing it in the perfect messaging, branding, marketing, and systems. We enrich your enterprise on every level, from vision to team dynamics, from web design to culture, from social media marketing to tracking. And it all comes down to a deep dive into your identity as an entrepreneur, because everything flows out of that. Until you have that piece, you really don't have anything. But once you do, you have everything. Check us out at www.clearlysimple.net. Clearly Simple Business Consulting. And now, thinking hard or hardly thinking. Your time versus God's time. I have to admit, it is hard for me to know exactly where and how to enter this particular question. I suppose that's as good a way as any, so here we are. It is incredibly hard to describe, disentangle, and frame through specific examples, but it is a question I find at the heart of almost every dilemma faced by a certain kind of entrepreneur with a certain kind of approach to the art of living life. They just never seem to be sure how hard to push at things, which things to start, how hard to work at them, when to start them which trade-offs to make in order to move in that direction. And a question always waits at the heart of the challenge. Is this really up to me? What does that even mean anyway? How much agency do I ultimately have? Is free will an illusion? Am I here for a reason? If so, what is that reason? Is it more aligned with option A, B, or C? B now and C later? A ever? Can I ever succeed at an endeavor for which I am not fated? 
How do I tell which those are before wasting valuable time trying? Is that waste of time part of the flow anyway? Can I ever truly evaluate my success, or is there some kind of divine standard or plan to which no human ultimately has access, thus eliminating our ability to ever know for sure? Isn't that self-defeating then? Essentially admitting that humans will always misjudge success, let alone everything else? Can I ever really understand God's criteria for a successful life? And if I can't, how do I ultimately make any decision? You see how deep this all goes, ultimately resting upon the very epistemological bedrock of existence itself. This shows us that the stakes are pretty high, doesn't it? Does your mind go to these places too? If so, let's just start with this. You're not alone. My mind goes there all the time, and there are many others. I have found some of them myself, and they have confided this to me. So, you are not alone. If you ever feel like these questions come with crushing existential dread, just take a breath and remember that. You're not alone. So, where do we go after that? First, I might offer that this is, I think, largely a modern problem. And it's a good one to have. If you're listening to this, you are likely faced with the question of what to do, and whether to do it on your time or God's time, on a variety of levels. You may be facing the overwhelming questions of where to go to college, which degree to pursue, which job to take in which state, where to move, which business to start, whether to buy a house, get married, start a family, or other such questions. Or they might be smaller, but essentially of equal existential significance. Do I start a podcast or a blog? Do I write a book? What about, if so? Do I expand my business? Do I start a new business or change my current business model? Should I sell one of my businesses? Invest in real estate? Look for a new partner? Start a speaking career? These questions are no less significant in that they will make demands on your limited time and energy. And this is a surprisingly contentious calculation to consider after you have become somewhat established and successful. After all, you have only 24 hours in each day, no matter who you are. To my knowledge, no one has yet been able to change that, although they might keep it a secret in order to maximize the competitive advantage that it would bring. How rich would you become if you commoditized that? But I digress. Like I said, a modern problem. Different times have different problems and it's often hard to know which are worse. But let's keep it in perspective. You wouldn't want to have different problems, would you? Millennia ago, all humans were hunter-gatherers. Hunter-gathering societies cannot build, and so everyone has the same job, the same societal station, hunting and or gathering. You know what you will do tomorrow, and the next day, and the day after that. Hunting and or gathering. In those societies, there are no architects or authors or podcasters or manufacturers, Everyone hunts and or gathers. Agriculture and animal domestication allowed human settlements to stabilize and remain stationary. Food surpluses limited some, and eventually most, members of society to specialize in fields other than food production, and ultimately climb Maslow's hierarchy of needs out of mere subsistence. But not at first, because serfs and slaves were part of this liberation, and they had no choices to speak of. This is not to say that they didn't find happiness at certain times, because I think we all do that in some ways find the joys and sorrows, no matter our station or level of societal development. But today, people have never been so free. The level of abundance is mind-boggling. You find people making money by teaching people to make money by teaching people to make money. Isn't that strange? Where does all that money come from? What's the purpose of all of it? The liberation is almost paralyzing in its absurdity. But maybe that's part of your struggle? If you're a hunter-gatherer, you have no choices. If you are a serf or a slave, or 
even a king, you have no choices. Is there an odd sort of comfort in this bondage? If you're listening to this, you likely have more choices than anyone at any point in history, and you find it overwhelming. And that's okay. It's an infinite mustard aisle. Centuries ago, there was just French's yellow. Then Grey Poupon arrived, and that was amazing. A revolution in human thought and societal consciousness. And then, that super trendy company started offering horseradish, Dusseldorf, jalapeno. They added flavor after flavor. And then other companies started playing the same game. And they're all so good. You have to have hot dogs every night to sample all of them. Because you need to try them all, in every possible combination. You wouldn't want to miss out on a fantastic mustard experience that's hiding somewhere in that infinite aisle, would you? That would be a tragic loss. It's the ultimate FOMO. Wait, that's it, isn't it? Is it FOMO? You're paralyzed because choosing means missing out on something else, and that fills you with existential dread. Every yes to Grey Poupon is a no to Dusseldorf or horseradish or jalapeno, and vice versa versa versa. It almost makes you wish French's was the only one. But then wouldn't you crave more options? Chafe against your bondage? This is our modern dilemma. And it hits us at an existential level. There is a tension in human psychology between freedom and bondage, as both have their benefits. With too much bondage, we feel stifled and stunted and seek liberation. But with too much freedom, we feel overwhelmed and paralyzed and crave constraint. Remember to breathe. Liberty is a good problem to have. The trick, if you trust me to deliver it, is to find the right balance between your time and God's time. Because you're here for a reason, or maybe a set of reasons that we refer to as a single reason by way of shorthand. There's no one else like you. Never has been, never will be. Your perspective, your gifts, your skills, your personality, all unique as the prints at the tips of each of your fingers. And you're here in this specific time and place, with a particular set of influences, perspectives, experiences, knowledge, skills, and contacts, never to be duplicated. Remember that much. And it's more than enough to get started, I promise. Because you see, you will never sample all those varieties of mustard. You will never be able to eat enough hot dogs. So, just let that go. And you won't like all of them. Every mustard that stays on the market has enough people who like it to support it. So you'll find the variety or varieties of mustard that you like. And maybe it will be a series. But you don't need to try them all, nor should you. I am certain that by now you have noticed that you gravitate towards certain flavors of mustard over others. Pay attention to that. It's not an accident, and you must honor it. Life is too short to eat mustard you don't like. Why would you ever do that? Maybe at certain points you try to acquire a taste for a certain flavor of mustard that, for some reason, you think you should like. Maybe your parents told you it's the family's preferred flavor. Or maybe your pastor or priest told you that God thinks everyone in your church should like that mustard. Or maybe a business partner told you that you won't make a quality hot dog without using that flavor. If you grow to like it, awesome. Keep eating it. But be honest and listen closely to your heart. Do you really like it? If not, life is too short. Okay, are you sick of this mustard analogy yet? I'm sick of talking about it, so I'll move on for now. But I often use this analogy when talking with people about this strange dilemma of abundance and freedom that we face in the modern world, with the population topping 7 billion something that demographers and economists thought impossible just a century ago. What else is possible that we would never dream of? Again, relax, because you're not alone in this existential FOMO. I experience it, and so do many of the entrepreneurial types I know. 
After all, one of the reasons we start businesses is to maximize our freedom and to enter the highly rewarding and playful field of lifestyle design. How does that feel? Do you think you could get used to that title? You're not just an entrepreneur, you're a lifestyle designer. Listening closely, discerning reflectively, and ultimately making the choices that yield the lifestyle you want, optimizing both resources and freedom. To me, that's the essence of entrepreneurship. Quick note here, even if you are an employee, you can think of yourself as a lifestyle designer. The boundaries between employment and entrepreneurship have never been so blurred as they are today. What are some steps you could take today or tomorrow to move your life in the direction of lifestyle design, even if you work for someone else? End of note. One more note. I have to give credit to Tim Ferriss for that idea of lifestyle design. If you haven't read 4-Hour Workweek by now, you should do that next. Okay, so how do we do it? How do we balance flow and drive? How do we know the right time to push, the right time to relax, the right time to sleep in, the right time to stay up until 2 a.m., pushing to finish that project, the right time to grind the month away, the right time to go off on an adventure and not check your phone for a week, the right time to start something new, the right time to build up what you have already started, the right time to move on from something that's not working, the right time to look to yourself, and the right time to ask for divine guidance. Naturally, this is a balance we all need to find and discern on an ongoing basis. If you've made it this far, you are likely comforted and reassured by the fact that someone else is describing the dilemmas and tension you experienced around this so clearly. Congratulations, you're in the right place. Did you find it, or did God deliver it? We'll never know for sure. And that not knowing is a big part of the answer. I have four pieces of advice to help you survive and thrive in this crazy, infinite mustard aisle of modern life and entrepreneurship. Number one, start with gratitude. Whenever you are overwhelmed by your options, paralyzed by indecision, or unsure whether to push, relax, start something new, or grow what you already have, think about the hunter-gatherers, the slaves, the serfs, the kings even. You find yourself awash in the freedom that the miracle of modern life affords you. The fact that your choices paralyze you is the best problem anyone has ever had. Even the kings of old were not free, and you live objectively better on a material basis than the royalty and aristocrats of even 150 years ago, let alone 500 or 1,000. Take a breath, center yourself, and utter a quick prayer of gratitude for the sturdy roof above your head, the food in your refrigerator, the, the car that works so reliably, the social safety net that supports you in times of need and the stable, interconnected society that makes all of it possible. Look at your bank account and be thankful for the resources at your disposal. Look at your list of friends and family on social media and remember that they are there to encourage and support you. Whenever you feel overwhelmed or depressed by the existential dilemma at the heart of modern life, center yourself in gratitude and go from there. Number two, listen, reflect, meditate, pray. Remember, you are here for a reason, a reason that is yours and yours alone. Maybe you believe in God, maybe not, maybe you have a different name or names for God. It matters not. To be a lifestyle designer means to be in a relationship with the metaphysical ground of existence, whatever you call it, however you conceive of it, and by whatever means you use to connect with it. Otherwise, I fear you will pursue this path with deep uncertainty, doubt, and fear. That's just my opinion, but I have found that the better my relationship with the metaphysical foundation of being the better I am able to navigate that infinite mustard aisle and select the right flavors at the right time. Ultimately, you need a way to work in harmony with the creator of the universe so that you know when to rely on providence 
and when you need to find it in yourself, to put forth the effort and intention necessary to take the next step. It is a constant, ongoing, dynamic process of give and take, and ultimately, this will see you ably through the persistent question of your time or God's time, for they will merge into the same. Creating a reliable and habitual practice of prayer, meditation, self-reflection, journaling, and the like will allow you to regularly find a space in which you discern this relationship and discover that which is your job and that which is God's. Try it and you will see. You need to create this space in your life somehow so that you can quiet your ego and listen to your intuition, which will offer the right little nudges at the right time. If you get good at it, you may even notice you don't need to worry or stress about when things happen because you will have the energy and space to do the right things at the right time. Number three, remember, it's a game. I once heard a very fun interview with two American Jesuits who run the Astronomical Observatory at the Vatican. It was a wide-ranging and insightful conversation about, among other things, walking the line between religious faith and scientific truth. But what stands out most to me from the dialogue is when one of the Jesuits described the dynamic he experiences with God as a playful game. He likened the relationship to when, during his childhood, it would rain and he couldn't go outside to play. His mother drew him close and taught him a new game, a playful, curious, and intelligent interaction with a nurturing yet authoritative presence. He said that is how he experiences God, as a wise playmate who keeps showing him new paths, teaching him surprising and delightful new things, providing new experiences without ever exhausting them. I had never heard anyone put it this way, but I soon realized that is how I also experienced my relationship with the divine. There is a real sense of play to the way I've put my life together, and I view God as a playmate. We have a fun little game together, and I realized not long ago that I have nothing to fear, for God will continue to play with me and bring the right people, experiences, and opportunities into my life, often when I least expect them. Games are challenging, stimulating, invigorating, triumphant but never fearful. Reframe your life as a game with your creator and watch your perspective and results transform. Number four, remember, you're not alone. There are a small handful of people in my life who understand the dilemma of the infinite mustard aisle. I find that most people don't. They are content eating one kind of mustard or maybe a small combination of multiple flavors. If you have made it this far, you are not like that. But chances are that your life is full of people who are and they do not understand you. And that's okay. They won't understand you. You are here to be different, and to play in that infinite mustard aisle, to keep trying new ones, and your challenge will be to listen to God and your intuition constantly in order to discern exactly when to try new flavors, when to stick with the ones you already know, and perhaps even when to go back to the flavors you may have forgotten or given up on, but whose flavors will still provide nourishment at the right time. You are not alone, but it can be easy to forget because most people are not like that. It is much easier, more peaceful, and more fulfilling to pursue this kind of lifestyle design with friends, mentors, and a community that understands what it is like to struggle with infinite mustard aisle. The sooner you find that community in the support of other like-minded mustard samplers who are designing their lifestyles by carefully collaborating with their gentle and playful God, the easier it will be, the more peace you will find, and the more successful your efforts will be. Remember, community members are out there. Don't stop looking, and I promise you will find them. So did we figure it out? I don't really know, but it doesn't matter, because it's not meant to be figured out. It's meant to be lived. Sometimes you will need a push, and sometimes you need to relax. Sometimes work for a month, sometimes leave for a week. 
But remember that you are working in collaboration with the source of the universe, and the right balance for each moment is there for you to find. Remember that you could be a hunter-gatherer, or a slave, or a serf, or a king, but you are not any of those. You are a lifestyle designer, and a playful support of God is on your side. Ultimately, your time and God's time are the same, because you are here for God's purpose, and God will not let you down. First, gratitude, then discernment, then play, then community. What arises is that for which you are here. Your time, God's time. Don't stop listening to that still small voice, and that dichotomy will fade away. There will only be time, and you will be delighted and inspired by what unfolds within and through it. Thanks for listening to Thinking Hard or Hardly Thinking. I hope you have enjoyed it and found it stimulating. Please download, subscribe, and review to help spread the word to more great listeners like you. As always, this episode has been brought to you by Clearly Simple Business Consulting. Business consulting for purposeful entrepreneurs who want to enter the marketplace with deep intention and clear communication. We look at every element of your business from numbers to systems, to branding, to marketing, to tracking, to team dynamics, and make sure it matches your purposeful intention. Reach out to us for a free initial consultation at www.clearlysimple.net. And one final note for today. I often have people tell me they treasure this kind of exploratory conversation and that they are not able to have it with anyone else in their life. It's like I'm validating all the secret thoughts they have had all their lives and giving them space to air them when no one else realized why they were important or even understood. For some of us, it is these thoughts and a safe space to air them that gives us the purpose and meaning to keep moving forward, finding our unique place in this strange, often overwhelming, but magical and wonderful world. If this is you, you probably know who you are. Congratulations. You're not alone. If you'd like to take your thinking to the next level, I invite you to reach out and see if coaching with me is a good fit. Just go to AaronJMarks.com and follow the directions you see there. I promise I'll never pressure you, and if it's right, it will happen quite organically. But if I'm piquing your interest, you should check it out, because having me as a conversation partner will change your life. It will energize and inspire you, and you never know what will happen or where your life will go after that. Just go to www.AaronJMarks.com. That's A-A-R-O-N-J as in jump. MARX.com and check it out. I know it can be lonely to want to think and talk like this, but if you're here, remember you're not alone and I'm on your side. I look forward to talking with you soon. Thanks again for listening. This has been the Thinking Hard or Hardly Thinking podcast with your host, Aaron Marks. We'll see you next time when we'll continue to take a high level view of the dilemmas that stimulate and inspire us to find our place in the world. We'll see you then.